us into our lives. So let's dive deeper into the role that God has called us to be. Relax, grab some tea, and chat with me. When I smile, I shine so bright, I'm grooving with the setting. Say, I'm a mom, I'm serving the Lord till I die, and I know he's making moves in my life. Welcome to another episode of the Four Moms Podcast, your favorite moms hangout. I am your host, Allison Nick, and here we talk about all of the highs and lows of life after baby. You will receive your full postpartum advantage that includes mom's tips on faith, mental care, relationships, and more. We are postpartum's advantage. We are here for you, sis, and we understand. Now, let's start the show. Hey, hey, mom friends, welcome to another episode. So I am very excited. So going to the end of this year, October, November, and December, each month, I'm going to be interviewing um, a lovely mom friend who I believe is um, stepping outside of boundaries and limits and taking what she has learned from her motherhood and growing and taking it to other places of her lives and focusing and going after her dreams and things that seem limitless or limited and making it limitless. So today I have Jessica here and I'm very excited because not only is she a boss mommy um, and she is going, she is going, has her doctorate. We're going to talk about that a little bit more, but she also has a project coming out that I think you guys would also really enjoy. So we're going to get to that in a little bit, but Hey, Jessica, how are you? Hi, how are you? Thank you for having me on. Of course. Of course. So let's go ahead and get into the interview. So we kind of broke, we kind of spoke briefly about you getting to your doctorate, but tell everybody a little bit about you and how you got to your journey to your doctorate. Sure, sure, sure. So I'm Jessica Brown. I'm actually Dr. Jessica Brown. But as we all know, we all wear many titles. I always say, just don't call me late to lunch. I'm a mommy. I'm a nurse (laughs) practitioner. I'm a professor. I'm a wife, you know, and everything else in between. Um, So as far as my journey, um, you know, my background is nursing. So I did go my traditional um, baccalaureate degree. I'm in nursing and got and became a registered nurse back when I was 22 years old, you know, right out of college, you know, didn't really have an idea what nursing really was. So um, not to tell my age, but I've been a nurse for over 15, maybe 17 years or so. (laughs) So, um, you know, I've been in the field for quite some time. So with nursing, there's so many different pathways that you can choose. Um, There's so many different types of nursing, which I won't get into in too much detail. But if you are interested, you could definitely reach out to me. I can go through the different avenues you can do. But what I did, you know, I went the traditional BSN, Bachelor's of Science, my four years, and I went working for a while um, in different specialties, solid organ transplantation, kidney transplant was my love. And now I work in oncology. Um, And I also did 
travel nursing all throughout the country um, in my 20s. I always say I love my 20s, you know, working without a lot of responsibilities, you're able to travel the country. And once you eat, your family's fed. So <laughs> that's always a benefit. Um, and then, you know, I came to the New York area and I um, took a permanent position. It was during the recession at the time. So I felt a little nervous about travel nursing. So I said I had a great um, job opportunity. So I came here and kind of planted my roots a little unexpectedly. I was thinking, oh, I'll be a year or two and I'll get back out there. I still had a few destinations I wanted to go to. And I started to go back to school for my master's here in New York. I got my MSN. Um, which was an adult geriatric primary care nurse practitioner. So um, if you asked me when I was, you know, 22, I would be like, I never would have went back for my master's. And it's like soon after your master's, actually during my master's, I met my husband who's from New York. So I'm still here. <laughs> I always tell him I was supposed to keep traveling and nursing and we're still here. So, um, and after that, you know, we got married and had children and um, I went on to oncology as a nurse practitioner, breast medical oncology to be specific. And then, um, you know, after I uh, actually, before I had children, I kind of got the itch while I was pregnant. Um, I was, you know, 38 weeks pregnant, literally. <laughs> and I was like, I think I'm going to be bored on maternity leave, right? I, of course, I didn't know anything about being a mother. And I was like, I think I'm going to take a class for my doctorates. Whoa. <laughs> Just a class, just one. We're just going to try it out. Yeah, I was like, oh, you know, she's going to be born September-ish, you know. So let me take a class. I'm going to be home for three months. And just to keep I'm me busy, I had no idea what, no idea what motherhood is like. <laughs> I wouldn't advise that for anyone that, you know, it's, it's just it's like, and even people were telling me, are you crazy? And I start, I stopped telling people I was in school. So I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. And I remember going to class that first day. It was on class and um, most mostly virtual, but you had to go in two weekends a month um, for a three-year program. And I'm in there, I'm 38 weeks pregnant, sitting there, like she probably she wasn't even medically clear to be sitting in class. And I was determined, like, I'm going to go to class. And um, that was my beginning journey of my doctorate degree. Three years later, I didn't learn my lesson. I had another baby. <laughs> So at my graduation, part of my big defense with my doctorate, my kids were there because they've been through the whole doctorate journey with me. Um, it was quite an experience, you know, working full time, having newborns and going through the whole toddler. And my son was like five months when I graduated. My daughter was three. So it was uh, definitely a time in my life that I've never been through before, but I made it. <laughs> life goes on. You push through it. That's why I tell women, you can really do anything you put your mind to. It wasn't easy, but you know, you can do it. <laughs> oh my gosh. So first off, we're not going to skip over all of your accomplishments. Okay. First off, <laughs> being a traveling nurse is huge. Mm -hmm. you're not, I mean, being a nurse, you know, kudos to y'all because obviously during this time, I know that's a very stressful job. And then you're traveling. Now you're moving around, going different places. That that had to have been exciting. Like I, I know that was exciting. And then your husband that locked you down in New York. <laughs> Whenever you said that, that, I was day. like, <laughs> he locked you down. <laughs> yes, he did. And I was like, I don't know. If you would have met me, you know, like a year or two before, I probably kept on traveling. But <laughs> you just didn't know who you, who I. Was. <laughs> You just didn't know. But I, I love it's so funny. I actually have a couple of friends that um were in nursing school, had kids, had to bounce back and go back. So um 
it's always amazing to hear that because I think a lot of us don't just realize how how strong we really are to continue school, even through pregnancy. I actually have a couple of friends that got pregnant while in the midst of nursing school. Mm-hmm. And just hearing how one friend had her baby and two weeks later she had class. Like, yes. I don't, like just hearing all these things. And so to me, it just shows how how strong, how powerful us moms are, like how resilient we really can be. And sometimes we don't think we give ourselves the credit of like different accomplishments we've really done in our lives and how we've gotten through it while being moms, while balancing these different titles, juggling everything. So I just want to say, first off, kudos, kudos to you. And then you've been in specialties, like oncology, like that can't be easy. You know, it's not like you're just a quote unquote regular nurse. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> regular about nursing, but you know, even being in a specialty like oncology, like that is huge, huge, huge. So, I just want to first just say, you know, give you a little kudos, girl. Like, we're just not going to skip over all these things. <laughs> like, we're just reading a book. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. I do appreciate yeah. it. Sometimes you just keep pushing, don't even realize most of the things you do until you start exactly. talking about. <laughs> exactly. And I, I, that's something that, um, I, again, I just want us mamas to realize, like, sometimes we just be doing, be doing life. <laughs> and we just don't Absolutely. So what is, so for the mom that maybe wants to go back to school or wants to kind of do these things, but she is, but you know, she feels like motherhood is just taking over everything in her life. What would you tell her in regards to continuing down that journey? I will say it's never going to be the right time. If you're always waiting for, oh, I can't, maybe when they're five or maybe when they're 10 or maybe when they go to college or whatever your, you know, milestone is that you think it's, it's always going to be something else that comes up. So don't overstress yourself. Take one class at a time, you know, and that's kind of what I do with my master's. I took one class in the way back that I didn't have children. And then after a while, I'm like, I need to get this done. And you start to kind of, you know, take two or three classes and get it over, but just start. There's no rush. No one asks you how long it took you to do anything. They just want to see that certificate or degree or whatever you're, you know, um, whatever you're pursuing, the completion of it. I told my students the same things. Everyone has their own journey. If like they fail the class and they have to sit out a semester and then they, you know, come back and they come back even stronger because they're that hungry for that um, to complete something that no one asked you, oh, it took you five years to finish nursing school. They just want to see that NCLEX is completed. You know, you got that degree. And you're giving the best that you can. So my advice is this is never the right time. People would have told me, oh, you should have never done it with the newborn. But then I'm like, now I have a almost five-year-old and a two and a half-year-old. I think it would have been even harder now. Um, so you just do, you'll make time, you will find time for whatever you're really dedicated to. And you know, that's so true. I love that advice. Because like you said, nobody looks at your certificate or your degree and be like, how long did it take you? They just say, oh, you have it. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. You have I nurses that go back to school in their sixties, you know, and I sit there yeah. like, what are you doing this for? They say it's a personal achievement, you know? So, you know, your why and why you're doing things is extremely important. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I love the fact that your kids saw you cross the stage. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I feel like that's so huge because sometimes, um, well, one, sometimes I don't think kids realized, you know, how hard we work or why, you know, mommy can't, you know, play with you right now, or she has to be over here after mm-hmm. doing that. And then can they kind of see the end results? And it's like, oh, <laughs> it's Absolutely. like, this Absolutely. is it. 
And they're your biggest cheerleaders. You know what I mean? Like, even though they're sitting here, right, I can't play with you right now. They don't understand, you know, but when they look back at pictures and I literally have pictures of them, like in my lap as two or three months old, and I got my laptop in my other part of my lap, but we just, <laughs> you know, and it's just like, they look back, my daughter now, like she knows her mom's a working mom or she's always in school. She's busy. And she already knows like, oh wait, is today a home day? We have things to do today. You know, she like already has that instilled in her and I love it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love, come on, you know? schedule. Exactly. And I feel like that's that's where we are as women. Like, you know, like some kids are staying home with Nana all day, right? No offense to Nana. I had a Nana too. I love her. Okay. (laughs) But you know, and you know, but then you see your mom's working. I think it's just like such a beautiful thing. Like, you know, time has changed a lot, you know. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So um we kind of talked off off of recording on off camera y'all can't see us off <laughs> recording <laughs> about having your doctorates in nursing um and in this specific field as well how there are not many people that look like us in this field i believe you said one percent is that correct one percent of people so um again that's just even more of an accomplishment going to where not, not so many people have made that path right? Mm -hmm. Have made that trail and such. So tell me about how do you walk into a room where not a lot of people look like you and Mm -hmm. how do you walk into that room and kind of establish yourself in a field where not many people of of us like us are established? Mm -hmm. Well, I think, you know, you're correct. You know, the higher you go in most fields, right? The less people that are going to look at like you, like the more knowledge you have, degree, certification. It's just the way America was designed, right? So it's not, you're, that's the inevitable. Um, I think to go back a while ago, my first, I'll say middle school, high school, we moved to a very suburbia area and I was that dot in the room. And that was shocking to me, shocking. So I had to learn skills back then in my adolescence, childhood of confidence, strength, knowing that, you know, brown is beautiful, black is beautiful, whatever context you want to say it and being confident in your own skin. Um, I feel like that is instilled in you early on. And if you have, if you have it early on in childhood or wherever your development is, no matter where you go, they put you on Mars, you're going to have confidence. I know who I am. I don't need to conform to be something different. I know I work just as hard and maybe even harder to get to where I am. And if you really know your stuff, people respect you. You know what I mean? And also comes with being kind and courteous. You know, they expect you to go in there being defensive, especially sometimes we're labeled as women of color that if you're a leader, oh, she's um, she's, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, she's aggressive or aggressive. Yes. Or yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's just, but you're not judged the same as someone else in the room that might not be the same color and articulated the same thing. Um, I think, you know, self-esteem and confidence starts early on. And if there's something you need to work on later on, it's okay to get help and do that. But as long as you have those values, no matter what color anyone is in a room and you stand true to those values, you're not going to conform to be conform to be something you're not. And you have the knowledge and you're just going to articulate it. And there's no problem with it. And um, I think that's, you know, one thing that I try to teach my children young at 
my daughter at three, we started those conversations of color and I had no idea that they start to notice differences at that young. And she's coming home like, how come I don't have white skin? And I was like, I was in my her car seat. I'm like, what did you say? I had to make sure I heard her right. And I'm like, oh, we have to start to have these conversations now, which is a reason which we'll go into later is why I'm writing this book as well. Yes. yes. Um, I, I, I didn't know that about, about your past being the only dot in the room. I love how you said that, but that's something else that um, was actually very similar. I, my parents um, had me in private school at, mm-hmm. up until sixth grade. And so it was actually a culture shock going to public school mm-hmm. for me um, because it, it was just different being around, not being that only person, mm-hmm. <laughs> not, mm-hmm. not being that only one like us. And, yeah. um, but also the field that I got my um, bachelor's in animal science and so many people that look like us <laughs> dealing, no, no. dealing with animal and science. Agreed. And that's like, if that's your dream, that's your dream. You know what I mean? And you have to make people educate them about you. You don't have to conform. Like if you feel like, oh, I don't feel comfortable. So now I want to dress like them, look like them, smell like them, whatever it is that make you feel comfortable and fit in. You don't have to fit in. You have to educate them about you. That's what I started to educate my daughter was with show and tell the next week. You know, every week I had her bring in a book with a child of color with my hair, this, this. Now you're teaching the class. You're having these discussions. Like, no, your ponytails aren't going to look like that. They're going to look like this. You have curls. Mm -hmm. And I as we, I have a weave and yeah. at the time I took out my weave for a while just to show her mommy has hair just like yours. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, I had to re-educate myself and educate her. So absolutely. But if you love animal science, don't change to something else to fit in with a crowd. That's, that's to me is, you know, is not necessary. You just have to be confident in your own skin. And I think that also goes back into some things that I, 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 I try to say a lot on this podcast, how us moms are the prophetess of our household um, mm-hmm. how, and also being parents, how, you know, obviously we're mentoring our children, but we're also prophetess. So I think, well, I know that what we speak into our children and um, that, you know, affirm, we do affirmations here. Um, we do a lot of encouragement on their skin, on their, you know, the, your curl texture and things like that. I always tell them, I love your curls. I love your hair. I love this because um, I know what it's like to be that child that's like, well, why doesn't my hair do like this? Or why doesn't it do like this? And it's like, oh yeah. And you and building that, like you said, that confidence at an age now. So whenever they get out into the world and people try to say different things to them, regardless of, of whatever it may be, they already understand what they have and who they are. Absolutely. Right. And and just kind of just walking in into that path because people are always going to say something. People are Absolutely. always going to try, people are always going to want you to do what what they're doing or conform or why don't you say this why don't you do that and as long as you know what you have inside that's that's all that matters and you articulated that so well I loved it I was like oh (laughs) (laughs) we just we just been going through the same story (laughs) you you know it's things that I mean and I'm happy that you know at the time when I was going through that as a child I remember I was I wasn't happy with my parents, right? You know, you're like, oh, I'm different here and all this. But I had to learn life skills because when you go out to the real world, everyone's not going to look like you. And part of my schooling, I was like kind of rebellious when I was like undergrad and these things like, oh, I don't want to go to a school that I'm the only one. And then, you you know, you, you look for diversity. And even now with my children, I look for diverse areas. I said, I don't want all of us. I don't want none of us. We want to find a mixture, but you have to be able to adapt to wherever the world's going to bring you. And sometimes when you're in the workplace, you're the only one. Okay. Exactly. 
And sometimes when you're anywhere else, you might be the majority. You still know how to need to adapt, you know? Mm -hmm. Girl, even vacation. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) We went to Colorado one time and went skiing. We were like, oh, hey. (laughs) (laughs) And you had a great time. It was beautiful. But a lot of times people don't teach you that, oh, the world is so big and there's other places than certain Mm -hmm. areas that you might, you know, used to be. You know, Colorado is beautiful, you know, and you're glad you're able to expose your children to that. That's great. Exactly. Exactly. So let me see. What is one of the greatest mom tips you can give to our working moms? I will say, if you can afford it, hire a housekeeper. (laughs) And I say that. (laughs) And even if it's once every other month, twice a year, once a year, you know, um, it shouldn't be, you know, your birthday present if that you do celebrate your birthday, but um, I just say, don't be too hard on yourself. You know what I mean? My tips from working moms, if your kid eats school lunch or you make lunch that's organic, you're a great mom. Okay. Um, if you pick your kid up at three 30 or three 15 or six o'clock, you're a great mom. Okay. Don't be too hard on yourself. These kids are very resilient. You know, my daughter told me the other day, mommy, I don't, I wish you could pick me up at five and not six. Like, how do you know if it's five or six, but don't put that stress on yourself. <laughs> It's just like she must have overheard someone talking and I'm looking at her like, you have a fabulous life. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and you're giving your best in all that you got and remember that. Um, And just, there's no family that's going to be alike. Don't try to keep up with social media. Don't try to keep up with, you know, someone else's lifestyle. Cause a lot of people aren't telling you everything that's going on. You're going to work every day. You're managing your household the best you can. And if you know what, you have dishes in the sink, life goes on. Okay. If someone wants to come over and criticize, tell them to wash the dishes. You know what I mean? So no one can like replace like all the work or realize the hours you put in. And cause I know as a mom, a lot of late nights, early mornings between having a career, running a business, having children, figure out lunches and, you know, marital issues, you know what I mean? It just goes on. And I'm not talking about real big marital issues, just about who's going to the grocery store today? Like, you know, we got to like navigate everything, you know, like, you know, the toilet needs to be clean. Like, you know, it's so much on our mind at all times. And even like, did you pay the long guy? Did you like, <laughs> like, I feel like we're always the double checker and oh, so-and-so is having a birthday party. We need to plan this. Like not the day before, like <laughs> did you order cupcakes? Did you do this? So again, if you, again, it's literally if the dishes are the sink or you forgot the clothes were in the wash and switch them to the dryer, just wash them again. Life goes on. Don't be too hard on yourself. I really, and we're not these moms that maybe a hundred years ago when you were raised, I remember my grandmother's house was thick and span like, but she didn't, the way she tells it, my great grandmother lived there too. <laughs> she went to work. My great grandmother was old school and she had the real iron, not the iron we use and the spray starch and all that. Like, so she had help. My point is everyone had help and don't put this image. That's just not realistic on yourself. Yeah. And I love that because I think it also goes back to kind of what we were saying at the beginning of this episode to acknowledging even small wins, right? Mm-hmm. Like, don't, don't look at what you're doing every day as just like, I'm supposed to be doing this or like, this is just regular. It's like, girl, but like, 
but you're doing it <laughs> like like you you've done some some great and and some big things and and like you said obviously that grace is such a huge factor it's such a huge Absolutely. factor you so, woke up this morning and got the kids dressed pat yourself on the back <laughs> girl, okay they're not sitting here just running around any type of way like they good i promise you they good exactly. <laughs> and they are living great lives you know what i mean you just gotta exactly. always say something you're like <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. So tell us about this uh, wonderful upcoming project, the book that you are releasing. Yes, I am so excited. That's everything I've been doing. Um, And my daughter um, has been a big inspiration to me and my son too. Um, I am writing my first children's book. I actually started my publishing company, Boundless Butterfly Press. Um, and I will be the first author and the first release will be Gabby Chooses a Healthy Snack, named after my daughter. Um, this book, my company is men- uh, mission to improve health equity and also highlight diverse characters in children's literature because there is a big health disparity gap with so many different medical disorders and social economics and ethnicity. And we can go on and on of why healthcare is not equal throughout the U.S. um, when I'm speaking. Um, And one way that we can kind of decrease this gap is to teach families and empower families to make choices. And Gabby Chooses a Healthy Snack just does just that. Um, Gabby Chooses a Healthy Snack is really the goal is to kind of hopefully decrease those numbers of obesity is the underlying goal, but also teaching families. It's meant for age three to eight that someone would read to a child too. And so also hopefully that family member will be learning through this journey as well. It goes through the five food groups. It goes through shopping with using a dollar. It goes through, um, so it talks about budgeting and choices and maybe not go to the first store or go to the second option. So even if you're in a certain area, there's always an alternative. I'm really excited to, to share this with you. And we are launching September 30th. Um, we are doing a Kickstarter 30-day campaign, which is a pre-order campaign, which I'm just really excited. We have some great rewards if you do choose to support us during this campaign. Um, we have sticker sheets, a special vinyl sticker, an audio animated book. We have coloring pages with healthy recipes. So we have so much exciting things to share. So the pre-order campaign is kind of our big um kind of leap into this industry and we're just really excited um and then following gabby choose a healthy snack we will have a second release called gabby and the beautiful brown butterfly so which is a book about self-esteem and the beautiful color brown and you know choices as well so i'm excited I love this. I love it. And I think that's so incredible because a lot of people probably don't even think about um making certain healthy choices outside of like Michelle Obama, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. just, just for what she did. So I love that this is being put in book form and it kind of, and not only is it helping the child, but it's helping us as parents. Cause sometimes, you know, we can just get into the hustle and bustle of things. And if we can make a better health choice and it's mm-hmm. not, and it's not, um, you know, this crazy outrageous budget or and it's something that we can do and still, um, you know, stick within our budget and do things of that nature. That's huge because mm-hmm. obviously we all want to, we all want to perfectly, and I say perfectly, but we mm-hmm. all want to have our family be as healthy as we can, right? And, and do all mm-hmm. these things that we can, but sometimes we feel like it's such an expensive budget to do yeah. so that it's hard 
to mm-hmm. accomplish that. So I love, I love this book and everything about it because not only are we making our ourselves conscious, but our children as well onto different options that we can have. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> So like you said, so by the time this episode comes out, we're probably going to be already in the Kickstarter. And so where can we go to pre-order the book, to contribute, all those great things? Absolutely. So you can either go to my Instagram, which is at boundless underscore butterfly underscore press underscore. You could find me on LinkedIn at Jessica hyphenated brown 4BA. 05021B, or you can go directly to Kickstarter and search Gabby Chooses a Healthy Snack, or I can actually give you the link, which is a little lengthy, which is www.kickstarter.com forward slash projects forward slash Gabby Chooses a Healthy forward slash Gabby hyphenated chooses hyphen a healthy hyphen snack. So there we go. So we have many ways to find me. And of course, my website, www.boundlessbutterflypress.com. Awesome. And send me all those links, but we'll be sure to put them into the show notes so you guys can just boop, click and go. (laughs) (laughs) And go and, and find it and find that as well. So I'm really excited about this. I hope you guys are able to contribute. And I hope that this episode really just encouraged you not only to go after your dreams, but in just to um, have the increased self-confidence to go after certain things and to walk into a room knowing who you are, who you are, and then how you can also encourage your children to do the same in the future and, and push forward in that way. Anything that you want to say before we close out the podcast? Oh, no, I would say just keep living your boundless dreams. That's our goal to kind of <laughs> have it bye everyone okay <laughs> I love you well thank you so much for coming on here it was such a pleasure I really enjoyed speaking with you and hopefully we'll be seeing more of you in the future absolutely <laughs> I would love to come back and join you <laughs> awesome awesome well you have a good one we'll talk to you guys next week bye, bye.